Recording, it says. Okay, everybody. Welcome to the Struggling Hunters uh, with myself, Eric Stewart, and Mr. Joe Iams over there. Howdy. <laughs> We're back at it with another episode. We're on episode nine, believe it or not. It's crazy how fast uh, it's uh, it's it's gotten here. I I don't know. It just seems like it just kind of lickety split. We've, we're on podcast number nine already. So. Yeah, no, that's, it's kind of, kind of fun and kind of interesting. You know, it's been fun being able to sit down once a week and talk hunting stories and relive old times and, you know, try to learn something new and retain what we've been talking about. It's been fun. Yeah, it definitely has. And, uh, and, you know, testing ourselves too, honestly, I mean, just trying to get better at the podcast part itself and, you know, plugging away and, and uh, trying to learn more about hunting. Uh, you know, I, I feel like it's definitely put us to the test on that kind of, kind of fact check checking ourselves and, and, you know, just plugging away and, and uh, making this podcast. It's, it's, it's definitely changed the way I, I present myself uh, as far as, is you know going back listening to our old podcast i'm like i'm like oh i say that too much or you know these little weird filler words that i have and i'm like i'm like okay i gotta eliminate that and do this a little better and stuff like so i don't know i just it's it's been a it's been an experience but here we are podcast number nine it's pretty exciting and i you know i I don't know. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy to be doing this podcast and I'm just excited about it. And I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, I'm excited. I can get to talk to you once a week. I know that, do, that does get exciting. That part is, is very exciting. Like just being able to hang out, have a purpose to talk every week and staying in touch with each other, keeping each other uh, motivated for the upcoming hunting seasons and, and stuff. It's just, <laughs> It's I think exciting. that's the big big thing, your key words there, you know, uh, keeping each other motivated. I don't know, you know, typically I I think that I try to keep myself pretty uh, hunting savvy, you know, 365 days a year. You know, that's kind of an exaggeration, you know, but I think like I always think about hunting quite a bit, but I don't know that I've ever really um, – bettered myself as a hunter you know like I've talked to a lot of people I've had some great hunters give me advice and I I think that I've taken their advice you know when I've gone out in the woods but I think I've always I feel you know like now talking I feel like I just always fell back onto my own um antics of how to hunt and haven't really kept uh what people said to do to hunt, you know? So I, I hope that that's what's with this podcast and talking with you once a week that, you know, it's helping it get into my mind and, and hopefully I can make changes to, to be a better successful hunter. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I feel you on that. And I feel like that's, you said a couple of things there. Like, I, I feel like I think about hunting quite a bit too, you know, and I'm always like, Oh, this next season, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And, and uh, I tend to do that a lot, like in the past before this podcast, but then before I know it, hunt season's here and I haven't prepared myself as much as I, you know, thought in my head I would. And now doing the podcast, I feel like, I feel like you gotta, 
like, you know, it's kind of forcing us to, to reassure ourselves about our tactics that we want to do and getting out and, and doing scouting and stuff and things like that, that we're, we're, we're just kind of staying more involved in the whole scene a lot more. And so it's, you know, something like we wanted to do a podcast to help other people learn about hunting, uh, maybe just hang out and listen to us talk about hunting. So they get excited about hunting themselves, but, but it also helps us is what I'm really getting at. And with that said, though, I do have a segue on that because talking about like thinking about hunting all the time and then before you know it, it's already there. I missed the primary draw this year because of that same reason. I thought the draw was going to start later in the season. So I kind of waited, procrastinated. Oh, I can't wait till the primary draw opens up. I'm going to, you know, put in for, for this and that. And I get on, I get on the website it's not there <laughs> or, you know, it already passed me and I'm like, Oh man, I can't believe I missed it. So they have a second chance. They have a second chance. Nice uh, drink there, by the way. <laughs> right, thank you. Yeah. And well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, where's that from? That's that- from Fizz. Uh, we'll take a little segment. It's kind of a <laughs> thing. It's a, it's flavored soda, you know, like a, a soda bar. Oh, okay. <laughs> you can go and get different, uh, different flavors. <laughs> you were trying to be sneaky with it, huh? And I called you out. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, <laughs> so, so what? What I was saying though about the drives. Is uh so I missed the primary draw, you know, and I was kind of embarrassed about it. And I'm embarrassed to even say it on a podcast where everybody can hear me and go, You missed the draw and you do a hunting podcast. Yes, I missed the draw and I do a hunting podcast. Story of my life. Um anyway, so the Colorado has a has a second chance draw. So I was like, okay, cool. So guys that, you know, are reactive instead of proactive, they get a second chance to draw. Well, I didn't miss it this time, and uh, as soon as the second chance opened up, I got online and started looking at everything that was was available, and I, I basically came to the conclusion I wasn't going to put in for anything on second chance because second chance means kind of leftover crap that you want, I guess. If you really want to hunt something that bad, you you have a second chance for it, but there's just not a lot that's that was available for me at the, at at this time you know some of the stuff i would have i would have just had to travel so far and and uh i i don't know if i would have been able to put in the time for the hunt the way i would want to especially if i drew um i don't know if i would have got the time to get there and be able to do stuff so i elected this year to basically not put in for anything and uh i'll just do over the counter elk and i won't be i won't go for uh a deer this year which is fine but uh it was kind of a little bit disappointing and and this year colorado uh it was the first year that they'd done a second chance uh before they would do another i can't remember what they called it it was kind of like second chance but it was kind of more based toward people that missed out on the primary 
they would be able to have a chance, a second chance. But the the second chance, the biggest difference for this year with the second chance was if you didn't even put in for the primary, you had a second chance to get something. And it's a really good system. Go ahead. Do you think there's a chance that you're going to get an elk this year? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother podcast probably. (laughs) But, uh, so the second chance, like it's a good system, but, but, uh, basically every, every unit that I was really hoping to get something was, it all went to the primary. So there wasn't nothing left over for, for the primary draw or for the second chance draw. So yeah, I just didn't, I just didn't put in for anything. And next year I'll be more on top of it and, and, you know, put in for what I want and hopefully I can draw something. Uh, And that was for the deer, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I was just going for deer. That's another thing too, is, is next year or one of these years I might put in for, for um, some other game that they had draw. I can't remember everything that they had. I mean, they had elk and deer for sure. I think they had some moose hunts and uh have you ever thought about doing a pronghorn hunt yeah yeah they they have them here and i think you might even (laughs) here we go again with the regulations those damn regulations get us no i was Uh, just curious like you know of hunting them you know like that's for some reason you know you got them here in utah you got to put it you know do a draw for them and whatnot but i you know i I've never, I've thought of hunting them, but I don't know why I've never really like put in for a hunt, you know, like to draw, start building points. I don't know. I, I guess it kind of goes back to our last, last podcast of being, you know, falling into the family traditions, you know, dad hunted deer, uncles hunted deer. So, you know, I'm going to hunt deer and I haven't really, um, gone outside of that, but I guess it's not that I don't want to hunt them. I, I don't know why. <laughs> you know, that's a that's a funny thing. Um so speaking of that, you know, um the the frontier men that hunted America, they uh their their prominent meat source was was bear of all things back in the day. Oh really? Uh-huh. And then everything else was for hide and for their hides and and um and well just for their hides mostly and so it's crazy it's weird how it flipped over the years because so at one time like they would only eat bear or that's what they're you know they really favored was bear and whenever it came to deer and elk they were just they were just killing them for their hide i'm sure i'm sure they probably cooked them up and everything but but it's weird i i can't remember where i heard that but i know i heard that somewhere that that they, uh, yeah, that was their, the the main thing. And nowadays, you know, it's mostly elk and deer that you want to, you want to hunt and, uh, eat for the, for the season, for the year, you know, is put that in your freezer over bear and, and whatever else out there, you know, one thing kind of just sparked another thought in my mind is, uh, there is Buffalo hunts out there, but you know, one thing that, uh, I heard this in another podcast actually, and the Buffalo, the Buffalo made like the biggest sacrifice to our hunting 
conservation is they got annihilated and that's what made people go, Oh, wait a minute. If we annihilate all these animals, we're not going to have animals in North America. So we need to have, have rules and regulations toward towards conservation. But it was sadly after the, the, uh, the Buffalo. That kind of just blows me away. Like you look at those old, black and white photos of like those buffalo hunters back then and just the huge mounds of buffalo skulls you know like i that's uh, it's hard for me to to fathom you know just it wasn't like oh look here's a little 10 by 10 square area of buffalo um skulls but you know it was you know they're 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 huge <laughs> big old mounds of them huh yeah and it's just you know for me to to try to put that into a perspective of skulls, you know, like it's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It, it It's kind of a shame that, uh, that we don't get those chances anymore to be able to uh, hunt Buffalo True. because, because they, you know, they, they, the people you know, before us shot, shot them to, you know, I mean, well, pretty much, and I've heard stories that like people would like it would would uh you know like I've heard stories of TV and whatnot, but that they that people would be cruising along on a train and they'd be like a, a buffalo herd stopped the train and they'd hop out with their guns and just like shoot the buffalo and then just keep hop back on the train and keep going. So I was like, oh hey, <laughs> have a shot, <laughs> Matt. Isn't that so crazy? Because like. That was all before refrigerators and you know what I mean? Right. Well, I don't even think they kept them. Like they just shot them and let them fall. Well, that's kind of, that's kind of what I was getting to was, was like, you hear that now and you're like, wait, they didn't take any of the meat. Like, right. Why, why would they not take any of the meat? And you know, back then it had to have been tougher times as far as food and stuff like, you know, I mean, as far as eating and making sure that you had a meal on, on at dinner every night and they, but they would just jump out and shoot Buffalo and be like, all right, let's roll all, all right. aboard. Right. <laughs> it's it's kind of crazy. Cause I don't, I just feel like nowadays you just wouldn't think of doing that. You'd be like, no. Hey, we got a Buffalo. Let's take it. Right. Well, like on that note too, you know, like one of the things is, you know, in a way, like I kind of prize like my game meat, you know, like whatever it, whatever it is, uh, from you know, uh, a pheasant or a quail. Haven't done a lot of bird hunting, done a handful, little bit, but you know, up to my big game, my deer and stuff. Like you know, I kind of prize that in a way. Like <laughs> if I haven't had an excess, an, an excess of it, but you know, like if I have someone over for dinner and I, you know, share with them my, my deer, what, you know, like that's kind of a, you know, a, a big deal in a way, you know, like, yeah, you know, this is something I got and, you know, I'm sharing this with you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get this from the grocery store. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> I I don't know. I guess it was just different times back then. And then the, uh, the trappers back then, the, you know, I mean, they just all for the, all for the hides, just to, just to sell the hides. They would, you know, kill all these animals and let the meat rot because they're just stacking up hides. Right. 
I just, it's crazy how wasteful they were back then. I mean, you know, the older I get, the more I like, you know, listen to those old stories and, and it's really cool. You know, I'm like, man, if there was a time machine, I would love to go back into those days and, and just see what it was like and, you know, go out on the lands and, and uh, try to hunt, you know, trap with these guys and uh, you know, collect hides and sell them. But then you think of the waste part of it and you're like, wait, why? Like, why would they do that? Right. But it was, it was a commercial business and I don't know. I, I, you know, as time goes on, you, you get more knowledge and with more knowledge, there's more power and, and you, you know, like it's hard for us to fathom, but whenever you're in the middle of it and you just like, well, that's just the way it was back then, you know? And I, right. I, I mean, they probably didn't even think twice about it. They didn't go, man, we sure are wasting a lot of meat. They just like, you know, we're going to make five cents off of this hide. Well, I think, you know, like I'm sure they did think a little bit about um, wasting the meat, but like at the end of the day, like, you know, it was a, a way of a means, you know, like they're able to, provide for themselves or their family or whatever, you know, like they, yeah, you know, you'd think that they probably ate some of the stuff that they skinned out, you know, but I think, like you said, a majority of it, I'm sure it was just a waste, but you know, if you, you know, for my family, if I was trapping and, you know, back then or even now, you know, like, Oh, look, there's this supply and demand, that I can get so much money and I can't do anything with the meat, but my family's going to be fed. I'm going to have, be able to take care of them. I don't, you know, to me, it puts a, a little different twit light onto it, you know, like, yeah, if it's, <laughs> but still, you know, it's that animal, the animal did have to, a life was taken for me to, to survive. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I understand it. I'm not really even, trying to hate on it or anything it's just it's just more mind-blowing because of the knowledge that we have now and the conservation practices that we do today and you know i mean it they they obviously didn't have that knowledge back then and they didn't they just didn't think twice about it but nowadays though it's just it's just it's just different you know it just we know how important conservation is i mean every day it's you know, in some one way or another, it's, it's kind of getting attacked. And, and, you know, so we're, I mean, part of the reason we're doing the podcast is to in one way or another, you know, support conservation and support, you know, our, our, our wildlife to uh, be able to keep hunting and, and keep plugging away. Right. And, and so, but going back to, to, the buffalo it it was it's it's a or bison rather um it it the the sacrifice that the bison made are um i mean where we are today as far as game management and and well mostly just game management i mean just just true keeping, you know trying to keep our our elk herd strong and our deer deer population strong it's all it all kind of links back to the bison and uh 
I hope I'm not getting it wrong, but Teddy Roosevelt, because he was like big into that. He was like, hey, we need to figure out a way. Because there's Teddy and Theodore, and I kind of confuse the two. So <laughs> if I'm wrong, somebody well, can correct me in the comments. But Teddy, like, so, so you know the, the term teddy bear? You know where that came from? Uh-uh. So Teddy yeah. Roosevelt, Roosevelt was, uh, well, you know, a big-time uh, hunter. And uh, and someone was like, hey, I got a bear for you. And they literally, like, found a bear, tied its leg to a tree, and said, you know, there's your bear. Go ahead and shoot it. Really? And so Teddy Roosevelt was like, uh, no, I don't hunt that way. <laughs> and Really? Yeah, and he made him turn it loose. So the term teddy bear, you know, came from um, – from somebody letting the or tying the bear up to a chair. Bear up and Theodore. So it would be Theodore, right? Theodore Roosevelt? Because that's short. Teddy is short for Theodore. <laughs> but, <It> wasn't. <laughs> but so, yeah, so like that, so that it kind of came to a term of like, you know, of making these bears and call them a teddy bear. And that's where, um, <laughs> That's how I came up with the term teddy bear. You know, we should probably uh Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. See, I was all messed up myself because it was Franklin Roosevelt that was the first president, and then Teddy Roosevelt was the second president. I hope. <laughs> Man, I don't know. <laughs> our 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 history teacher is probably if he, if he ever hears this one, he'll be like, what the hell? Right. I passed those two. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you're right. You're right. So, yeah, I guess I messed up earlier whenever I was like, hey, is it Teddy or Theodore? But so anyway, that's kind of embarrassing. But uh, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> so, Teddy, yeah. So, Teddy did a lot for uh, for the conservation and, and – uh, I didn't know that though. I never heard that story that that's where the term Teddy came from. Teddy bear, right? Yeah. Teddy bear. Yeah. Teddy bear. Cause you know, like it, I think it was people kind of like, not a lot, but you know, it kind of made, you know, like it was kind of made headlines because, you know, he was like, you know, I'm not going to do that. That's not how I hunt. But. So then they made fun of him because he wouldn't yeah. kill it. Yeah. That's funny. But he was like, he was the one that really, there was a few other people that got things started with, uh, with the conservation, but, uh, he's, he, uh, he really got a lot of things started with conservation and protecting the wildlands and national forests and, and all right. that stuff. I mean, he really, he saw some major problems and, and started making, making, uh, changes and, and those changes are here today. They, so back on the buffalo side of things too, another little buffalo or bison. Do you know what the uh, buffalo dad said to his son as he was leaving for school? No. <laughs> he said, "Bye, son." <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but anyways, uh, <laughs> right now um, there's there's no pure line of a of bison like there's a little bit of bovine mixed into the buffalo and so there's no pure strand of dna for for a bison really yeah 
So they they were literally extinct. Yeah, I think it came down to like at one point it came down to I think it was like twenty head of buffalo, and it's and it's slowly like they built it up. I don't know what the numbers are now, but like it's took them a while to to get where they're at now. And even now, you know, like I think so. Utah has two. I think there well there might be three. I think two two areas that um, you can hunt buffalo. And then, you know, there's a handful of uh, buffalo ranches. And then Alaska has buffalo. Yellowstone has buffalo. Um, but I'm not sure of, uh, you know, there, but again, there's no, I think Yellowstone's the only one with free roaming, but even that's coming under fire. Um, you know, the, but yeah, so Buffalo are not what they used to be. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. Yeah, they used to run all over the lands. I mean, I think <laughs> here we go with my history lessons again, but <laughs> I think by Eric. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Reminds me of uh uh Billy Madison movie with uh in no way was that answer correct. We are all now dumber <laughs> after listening to that. <laughs> but hey, we're here, we're not we're not just here to give you awesome history lessons. We're also here to uh, entertain. So, <laughs> but uh, moving on, uh, we should probably just get off of history. Actually, yeah, we probably should. Let's, 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 let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we're just getting dumber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, we should have probably looked that up in the show notes before we started. <laughs> True, but I didn't. I didn't, wasn't even thinking of going there when we got going. So <laughs> yeah, me neither. That one just kind of flowed in. But uh, going back to all the way to the second chance um, draw for Colorado. Uh, I, I think it's a good start, it, and and I mean I kind of get it, and and uh, a lesson that I learned this year was definitely just just be there for the primary, uh, you know, try to try to get in during the primary. Uh, don't miss, don't don't depend on the second chance because you depend on the second chance, and you're probably going to miss out on whatever hunts you want. For some people, it'll probably work out really well, but the biggest problem that I had was I was wanting, I was hoping for a certain area of certain unit and it wasn't even on there for me to even draw for. So, you know, I would have rather tried to draw for it and, and not get it than not even have the chance to, to draw for it. So that was kind of a bummer. Um, I, I really thought that there'd be some leftover for deer, especially in that unit. And there was just, there was just nothing. Um, a lot of private land stuff too. And I was like, well, that's not going to work for me because I don't really know too many private land owners. So, so I'm pretty much just letting the second chance go and, and hopefully they get better about it or maybe make it a little more exciting and, you know, maybe leave a unit that more people want open or I don't know, maybe it'll get better in the future, but I think the biggest lesson is just try to get to the primary. Um, I totally messed up there. And, and so here I am telling you guys that I, the struggle's still alive, live and well. <laughs> How much of the struggle do we put on ourselves though? Right. 
Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I, and I mean, yeah, that, that brings up a good point. Cause I only have myself to blame. I had, I had pretty much all, all winter long to get on there and, and double check when the primary was. And I didn't cause I was talking to somebody and you know, they, they were like, Oh yeah, it starts off later in the year. And I, I don't even know if they told me a date. I don't even remember who told me, but I remember talking to somebody and they were like, yeah, it starts a little later in the year. And I was like, Oh, okay. So I got plenty of time, you know, and I checked in right whenever, uh, whenever spring Turkey hit, got going, I checked in. I was like, Oh shoot, I missed it. And I thought I had like another month or whatever to, for the, to get in on the primary. And I, I missed it already by spring Turkey. So it was all my fault. I mean, I, you know, I should have looked it up and, and I did it. And, and speaking of that though, um, I know our website for, for, um, for Colorado, they have, I ha I haven't done it. And I'm talking about it and I haven't done it, but, uh, they have like a notification thing. So you can like sign up for notifications. And, and you gotta be careful though. So Utah has that too. And, uh, usually, I don't know, for some reason, something switched. I don't know if my, uh, um, email service did an update or something, but I used to get them in my email for Utah. Like, you know, they did, you know, available hunts to put in for and what the deadlines were. And then like uh, your hunting results after you draw and, uh, you know, letting you know if you're successful or not. And all mine started going to my junk mail. Oh, really? Yeah. People, Hey, did you find out if you drew? I was like, no, how'd you find out? Oh, I got an email. I was throwing, scrolling through my emails and, I haven't gotten anything. Then like a couple of days later, like a light bulb went off and I'm like, Oh, check your junk mail. So I had to go in my junk mail and sure enough, there, there it was. And then there was other things, you know, I'd be, so on that note, it was telling me, I found that I have till June 18th to uh, put in for my, for my antler list or doe tag for here in Utah. So and then if you didn't do that, does that come, does that go back in the, in the pile for, uh, for other hunters to take? Like if you didn't act on that, do you know? It's a, it's a draw. So like, I just, I got to put in for, for the, for a draw. Everyone gets to put in for it. Oh, I'm with you. So you're still in the draw process then? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you guys do it a little different than. Colorado. We do have like excess um permits that after all the all the draws have gone there they do send out another email saying hey we have so many uh cow elk permits in this area so many pronghorn permits in this area so many doe tags in this area you know and every year it's different but they do have like i guess you know a list of leftover tags that you can go buy over the counter oh okay for it's just first come first serve. Gotcha. Yeah. We have something like that too. So when all this is said and done, if people don't buy actually take on buying the tag or whatnot, then I think they'll do like a leftover thing, which I'll try to, I'll try to get on that too. So, so yeah, that brings up another point too. So I didn't do nothing for a second, second chance draw, but uh, I will, I will kind of keep my eye out for that leftover and see if I can get something uh, through there for, for deer. Cause that's what I'm after. So I want to, 
what my what my hunt plan this year is 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 that I'm gonna hunt for elk uh probably around second season and then and then during the same time if I can get my hands on one is is on a tag is hunt for deer during that same time and uh see how that goes so it's it's my plan anyways it's what I'm shooting for so yeah that's a good plan <laughs> yeah well it would have been a lot easier if I would have just signed up for the primary <laughs> <laughs> but uh so talking about uh hunting hunting's coming up have you done anything on uh like f- f- made a food menu food prepping for like so i guess i should start off by saying both me and you we're more or less going to be hunting from a base camp we're going to be hunting or out of a truck um from a, a tent and I, so it's more you know there's going to be some time back at a base camp pre- uh eating eating meals yeah yeah so um so yeah i I can't remember. Did you come up? Did I have a few meal prep meals whenever you came up? Uh, yeah, we had the burritos. Oh, I did the burritos. That's right. Um, yeah. Well, so you were you you joined me toward the end of the week last year, right? But at the beginning of the week, what I did is I uh, I cooked up like a bunch of hamburger and rice and some vegetables, and you know I had like. I don't know, probably six or so meals, six, six or eight meals. I can't remember how much I carried with me, but, but I kind of prepped all this stuff up and, and then that's what I had for lunch and dinner. Uh, Walk me through like your, your um, process a little bit. I got a couple questions. So, uh, so you're, you, so you got the base food that you, uh, it sounds like you prepared. You know, so did you put that up, wrap that up in a tin foil thing, put it in a Tupperware? Um, yeah, I, I have mill prep Tupperware. To answer that question, I have mill, mill prep Tupperware. And I just kind of put it in that, and then I put it in my cooler, stacked it all up, you know. And then did I, you it cold or did you warm it up? Uh, I would warm it up. So I what I would do is uh, I would get my little jet broil thing and uh-huh. throw it in the pan and kind of mix it all, kind of mix it all together or whatnot. And, just kind of warm it up and i mean it, it was good I, I i wasn't complaining that's for sure but but it made it a lot easier you know instead of instead of uh cooking something every night or trying to figure that out i just kind of had it all prepped and ready and then so i went back i went back to the went back home for a night and then or maybe two nights and then uh then i prepped those those burritos that i made I prepped those up before before I went back out. What kind of burritos were they? Do you remember? I'm, I was trying to think what they were. I think that were they hamburger or were they steak? They were they were steak. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> wow, wow, man! I remember they were good, but I can't remember what they were. <laughs> you're, you're saying you're saying a lot about my cooking. Dude. Well, if if we skip back to. Two years ago, the first year I hunted, I do remember some baked beans that were <laughs> probably the best baked beans I ever had. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm looking forward to this year. <laughs> I'm definitely, I'm definitely gonna cook those up. Uh, I didn't realize that you liked them so much because whatever, 
when I asked you, I was like, Hey, you like those? And you kind of like, yeah, whatever. But then, but then this last hunt season, as you were like, you didn't make no beans. I was like, no, not this time, man. You're like, Oh man. <laughs> I was like, Oh you I didn't realize you actually really liked those that much. Uh, but yeah, I'll cook those up this year for sure. And, and uh, make a big batch of that. So we can, we can have a bunch of that. As a matter of fact, I might just do mostly that for meal prep. Just, just make a Well, so something that I'd like to do is like have like a couple meals that I can cook out there at base camp, but it is kind of nice to have like most of my meals already prepped and ready. Uh, just, just kind of like one less thing to stress about. And so that one of the I things know. I like about it though, is you spend all day. So that you spend all day out there hunting, right? Like you're, if you're hunting hard, you're not getting back to camp till after dark, you know? Right. So like, when when dinner is usually five or six in the or you know or somewhere in that time frame where everyone's maybe not everyone but you're typically sitting down to eat you're going to be out there hunting and so you're getting back to camp after dark and now you have to you know make a make a meal so what it gets darker at like nine or you know seven eight somewhere anyway so if you takes you if it gets dark at eight o'clock i think at that time of year you're an hour or so um, getting ready for making dinner. Then you have to eat it. Then you go. So, you know, like I just like the meal prep idea just because it saves me time to yeah. uh, get back to camp and try to get to bed. Yeah, for sure. I, I feel the same way. That's kind of, that's kind of why I started doing that. Um, well, I guess technically I did it a couple years ago with the, with the beans. I didn't really look at it as a meal prep like last year I kind of got more into it and I made all these meals up and, and, you know, did it that way last year, but I didn't really look at it that way the year before with the, with the beans. Was there something else that I made too, or was it just the, I think it was just the beans that I made. I feel like you might've had the burrito, a burrito or something too. I can't remember for sure. Yeah, maybe I did. I, I can't remember either, but it's just kind of like you said though, it's kind of nice. Cause it's just like, it's a little less work. You know, the, the, the hardest thing is just trying to figure out a way to warm it up. And, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I kind of, I got to thinking about it last year, you know, cause you know, I kind of watch all these uh, fitness guys and meal prepping and kind of that whole area. And I was like, well, why can't I do that for hunting? You know, just kind of do like a meal prep thing for hunting. And man, I thought it made it pretty convenient because you know, every meal was there. The only thing, even even uh, before you showed up, having the same thing every day got a little bit old. I mean, you know, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, kind of having the same thing, uh, kind of got a little old. But but I kind of I don't know. I I think it worked. I think it worked. And and I was trying to be a little bit like I was trying to like be a little bit health conscious, like make sure I had you know nutrition and because you know that's the other thing too. A lot of I mean, a lot of people go to hunt camp and, and, you know, they're buying the junk food, the potato chips and yeah. I mean, which I'm, I pretty sure I had potato. Yeah. 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 And so I remember, I remember like this last, last year during the bow hunt, like I bought a bag of Doritos and you know, like I remember I was like, Oh yeah, I'm going to get back to camp. I'm going to eat these. But like, I was hot. And I, I just didn't have the appetite for those Doritos. And I think like I took them the whole camp and I ended up eating after the season. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
I tried to pay attention to what my body was telling me and I just was not craving those Doritos. Yeah. Yeah. So my, my thought, my thought last year, whenever I was doing the the meal prep was kind of trying to not get so much of that, that kind of stuff and kind of have more, you know, rounded meals, more healthy meals and stuff that would give you energy. So right. um, I wish, I wish you would have been there whenever I did my first, batch of meal prep stuff because i i did like some i think i just did regular hamburger and uh and then rice take it a different route but along the lines that you're just saying you know so if you're if if we're hunting as hard as we claim we're hunting (laughs) which at times i think we're hunting pretty hard and sometimes i know we're probably not as hunting as hard as we can be but you know you're so me being, you know, getting into the bow hunting side of it, I'm sweating a little bit more during that, that time of year. Cause I'm hunting in August. And, uh, and so, you know, I haven't really, I'll, I'll admit, I haven't been paying attention really to my intake. You know, I feel like I could do better as far as what I'm intaking to ensure that I have like the vitamins and the, you know, the minerals, the protein to keep myself from probably, getting too tired you know wearing myself out because i'm not eating correctly i feel Mm -hmm. like if i'm if i can learn better what what to feed myself i'll probably have a better hunt because i'll feel better yeah yeah definitely that's that's definitely um like i said that's kind of that's kind of where my mindset was to last year was trying to like think of things and then to answer your question uh we kind of got off track so i did uh I have a Chipotle recipe that I, that I've done with steak and chicken. Uh, they both turn out pretty dang good. And that, so that's what I made, but I got, uh, I got stew meat for, for those burritos that I did. I got the chopped up stew meat. Okay. And, uh, it was that, that, that stew meat was a little chewy or whatnot. It wasn't like the better steak. And I, so I kind of made a mistake with that. I wish I would have got the better, like more tender steak that, uh, you know, it, it would have been a little better. And I also uh, used a little bit too much spice because those things were spicy last year and it wasn't a bad thing, but <laughs> do, do you not remember? Or? I don't, it must not have been too bad because I don't, I don't really remember how spicy they were. Oh, well, I mean, I, I thought they were still good, but I just thought that I put a little too much spice in them. But regardless, yeah, it just, it's, it's kind of a it's kind of a fun game that I've kind of added to our base camp hunts is is hey you know what it really stints from is I've been to base camps in the past where you know everybody's like oh we burn so much calories out there hunting and stuff you know and I'm like well we probably do but like coming back and eating ho hos and ding dongs like probably isn't the most nutritious efficient way to eat so I started thinking well maybe I can kind of know what I'm putting in my body or, or have like more of a meal plan and eat, eat healthier stuff that, uh, that will be more nutritious and kind of keep me more energized and optimized for, for the hunts. So, so that was kind of my plan of the meal prep last year. And then this year I'll probably get into it a little more. Um, that bean recipe, I don't think it, I think it's fairly healthy. I mean, uh, I don't know. I'll have to look at the nutrition side of it a little closer this next year, but 
there is a little brown sugar that goes in it. So that's okay. There, yeah, there. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, I think it, you know it's it's pretty high in protein. Like that's that's the big thing. It's really high in pro. I mean, it's beans, hamburger, some bacon. It's pretty it's pretty high in protein. So so which is a good thing. But then there is some some uh, some brown sugar that goes in it that probably isn't the most healthiest side of it. But but they're good though, aren't they? Yeah, they're good. They're, they're <laughs> yeah. They're good. Yeah. If you're ever, you ever invited to Eric's hunting camp, make sure you ask him to bring his beans. Yeah, I know. You're gonna start a gonna start a new tradition for me where I have to always make those beans. Uh yeah, I learned that from an old guy um long, long time ago. because it was kind of the same same as you. Like I had them for the first time and and uh and I was like, Oh my gosh, those are the best beans I ever had, you know, and and he was like and I was like, you got to give me the recipe. And so he, he gave me the recipe and it, it's pretty easy recipe, but he gave me the recipe and I was like, I was like, Oh man, these are, you know, like, it's just amazing. So I cooked, you know, I've kind of cooked them ever since then for myself. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I really like those beans though. So. Yeah. So do I, <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, along the meal prep too, uh, like one of the things that I I've done, especially when I'm hunting the rifle season here in Utah for elk. It's uh, t- generally the the second part of October, so it's a little bit colder. And uh, I'll take uh, canned uh, soup. I'll, I'll do a couple cans, but I'll just, you know, usually you have a fire. And so I'd poke a hole, a couple holes in the top of the canned soup and stick that in the fire and then relax by the fire and let that warm up. That was my dinner. As a, as I was, you know, as my kind of my meal prep in a way too, you know, that way I didn't have to make anything, but it did two things. It filled my belly and it was warm. So usually it was, you know, cold when I was out elk hunting at that time of year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you're out there, I mean, roughing it is roughing it and you got to do what you got to do, but I don't know. I don't really like Really, yeah no not not really <laughs> that but uh starving I, I just don't like doing canned soups or what'd you say was it soup or beans yeah it was soup like i didn't get yeah. a can of progresso or two you know like bigger cans yeah i'm not i'm not much of a soup guy i just can't not much for soup <laughs> i like my meat and potatoes <laughs> but uh yeah so I don't know. It's kind of fun to make, make, uh, make meals and, and, uh, you know, just, I don't know. I just really like making, making those meals. And like I said, just trying to think of, of nutrition and trying to stay away from, you know, stopping at the convenience store and buying uh, donuts and, and bags of chips on your way out. Cause you don't want to, you know, cause you think you need them or whatnot. And I still end up doing that for my son whenever he goes with me, but, you know, I'm trying to stay away from it or trying to, th- you know, think a little sharper and, and, uh, think more nutritious. And, you know, like I said, just trying to, trying to think optimization for being out there, which another thing, uh, bringing that up though, is, is, uh, I was kind of thinking this cause of our last podcast, which by the time this one comes out, it'll probably be two podcasts ago, but we've talked about protein bars and, and, uh, cliff bars and bringing that out and, 
taken those out and I was kind of thinking about it and, and I was like, you know, I could probably make my own protein bars. I've done it in the past. Right. And go ahead. Yeah. I was just thinking, I was thinking maybe I'll make my own protein bars and, and uh, I don't know, I think it'll be kind of fun. And then for the, for the people out there on listening to the podcast, like, I, I don't know, look out for that video. Cause I might, I might do that and kind of make a video about it, about making protein bars for hunting. Be kind All of right. fun, I think. Yeah. No, like, so, you know, when I think of like protein bars, you know, like I kind of, in a way, like I want to do some research of my own and kind of figure out what all I want to go in them, you know, like yeah. what, what is it, you know? And uh, then I kind of start thinking back and my mom used to make some kind of an oatmeal uh, bar thing. Like it, it was, I, I can't remember. I don't know how good it was for you, but it sure tasted good. So I'm sure there was quite a bit of sugar in it. Is it those <laughs> no, no bake cookies? No, no, they, they were, it was actually like a, an oatmeal bar. Oh, type okay. of thing. And oh, uh, yeah. And it's like, she, she'd put them in a cookie sheet and then like, she'd cut them up into bars and stuff, but I can't remember. I don't, you know, like that's when I think of it, I'm like, ah, maybe I can use that as a base, you know, to, or we, to, to, to form a, a protein bar. But, but I think it'll be fun though, in a way too. Cause like, I mean, if you get to figuring out what you're looking for and what, what does kind of what calories do what, what proteins does what, and, you know, kind of gear it towards the time of year you're going to be hunting. So, you know, like if you're going to be sweating, you know, add a little bit more of something, if you're going to be in cold weather, put something different in it. So that way, you know, your body's burning a little different. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I, it's, it's kind of fun to, to, to go in depth on that and, you know, try to fit, try to do your best out there. And I, I think like, you know, like you said, it's fun to do, but it's for me, it's like one of those things, like, at least on that understanding all that. Cause I don't, I don't even want to like dive into that. Like on this, cause like, I can't even like, I can't, I don't know enough to really carry on anything. And if I did try to say something, I'd totally be putting my foot in my mouth. Cause you know, I know, I know what, I like know we what, have like like we haven't done that already though <laughs> oh this would be even worse <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I wouldn't know where to go i uh getting into vitamins minerals and you know like um, different things i think it would be fun to to you know to gain a better better understanding of that so you knew you kind of like you said you know you knew what you're putting in your body yeah well you know, speaking of that is, um, I have a hard time doing it, but I like to do, okay. I kind of, kind of didn't make sense there. So I have, I have powdered greens that I take once in a while. So the part that whenever I said, I don't like to do it, like it gets kind of old. Cause you know, I mean, it's powdered greens, like not very tasty. Right. So, so it's kind of hard to like stay consistent with it, but but that is an idea to like take out hunting, you know, is make sure you get your greens at least once a day or whatnot, throw a few scoops of that in your, in your water or whatever you have, you know, maybe, maybe you have uh, some of that myoplex or whatever that you can squeeze in your thing in your water bottle and have some uh, powdered greens in there and shake it up and, you know, choke it down. But uh, 
uh, you know, whenever it comes to nutrition, like that wouldn't be a bad idea. Last year I, I had that, uh, I had that, uh, BCAAs, uh, that I was taking last year. And I think it kind of helps, you know, it, it, the, the thing I like about that stuff, and that's why I like even taking protein powder out there and, you know, I mean, especially at base camp, you, you know, it's not like you're carrying it out on the back country, but, but having that kind of stuff, the, the thing that I like to make sure that you have protein, mostly protein is, is the recovery. So you're out there, you know, for most of us, you know, it's really hard to get out there and, and like, during the off season and, you know, stay active and everything. So most of us go out there for our week of hunting or however long our seasons are. And that's where most of our activity is throughout the whole year. And, and, you know, your first couple of days, your first day, first couple of days, whatever it may be, you start getting really sore and, you know, you're tired or whatnot. I mean, I've lived through this, you know, I've been more active this year than I probably have in the last few, but I've lived through this. And so I'm like, okay, well, maybe I need to take some like BCAAs and protein uh, every night to kind of help recover. So whenever, you know, so I can wake up the next morning and feel more recovered. And so I'm kind of taking like the, the athletic side of, of, of athletic sports and stuff and kind of applying it to the hunting side as far as trying to take care of my body while I'm out there. And, like I said, just trying to limit or stay away from, from the bad foods that people tend to take out hunting. I mean, you, you can't, you know, I, I don't think too many people could tell me that they don't do it because every hunting camp I've ever been at has bad food around hot, <laughs> do, you know, from hot dogs, Doritos, donuts, you know, and, and everybody's eating them all day long. And then everybody's excuse is, Oh man, we burn off so many calories hiking. I'm like, well, feels like we've been at base camp a lot longer and we've been hiking. I don't know. I don't know how much we're burning off here. So, so just trying to optimize everything. And, and so this, this next year, I mean, I'm kind of rambling on a little bit, but this next year I'll probably do some, I'll think of some meal prepping and, and also probably take some protein powder and, and uh, maybe BCAAs and, and uh, greens, greens powder uh, go out and, you know, I'll take all that out there and try to try to take that every day and try to, you know, keep my body health as healthy as possible while, while we're out there and hopefully give us more energy, give us, you know, more, more opportunity to stay alert and, and, uh, you know, get one of those elk. <laughs> and they're just living off of grass. And here we are talking about, um, <laughs> what we should eat what we're eating and they're just out there chewing chewing up grass <laughs> getting yeah. better with us <laughs> well the ultimate goal is is to get an elk and then eat the back straps that night that's true <laughs> <laughs> but until then we're gonna have to take our powder greens let's <laughs> <laughs> just hope the elk don't get a hold of those powder greens <laughs> <laughs> well maybe i'll sprinkle a little bit out we'll we'll take a trail and i'll sprinkle some out and maybe they'll start eating that stuff right right to our right right to the back of our pickups there we go <laughs> uh. but yeah i don't know i uh, i mean that was probably a little long-winded segment of of food but i don't know i feel like we kind of went in depth though a little bit yeah i i, I know it's 
depth as I think we we could. I think it was good. It's one of those things that you know you're going to bring food. Yeah, definitely something to think about. Yeah, yeah, and and so you know people out there that listening to this and I mean maybe maybe dropping a few ideas. I mean I know we're all over the place, but you know part of this podcast was to help drop ideas, share ideas that we do and. And uh, hopefully, hopefully you guys, you know, maybe you guys will drop a few ideas and give to us that we can talk about also on this podcast or, or try and, and, and then talk about on the podcast either way. But, you know, that's what this podcast is about is just dropping ideas. And Joe and I, I mean, we named our dang podcast, the struggling hunters. So obviously we're not professional hunters, you know, (laughs) so we're still learning and, and trying to do the best we can. And every year, you know, we just try to get a little better and better and, I don't know. That's just where it is. Yeah, that's true. That's where it is. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, let's see. I was trying to try to have something to talk about, like uh, you know, like elk food and kind of what you know. Long as we've been talking about food, but uh, <laughs> you know. It's kind of interesting. One of the things that I I don't know. I think we've talked about one of the previous ones, but like when they're what they're eating and the time of year that they're eating, you know where that's going to be because all that changes uh, with with what how much precipitation on what you know was how much uh, how hot it's been. You know all that kind of plays a factor into what what food the elk is going to be eating and where that food's going to be, you know, like the elevation as it, you know, different times of the year, different things bloom at different elevation. And so kind of trying to pay attention to what the elk are eating that time of year and where, what elevation that stuff is at too, I think might have something to do with where the elk would be. So as I'm, you know, (laughs) totally switching gears on what we've been talking about, but for scouting reasons and, you know, I think that's that'd be one of the things that kind of help think about, you know, is paying attention to to a little bit more than I have been at least. You know, I, I think I just kind of go out there and kick around the woods thinking I'm actually hunting, but I've never really given it much thought to, you know, like what for less for loss of a better term, how what where that the the cycle is at the elevation and what what's in season or what is ripe that the elk are going to eat and where that is as far as elevation goes and whatnot. Yeah. Well, I will say one thing that you're good at is uh, when we're out there hunting is you, you tend to spot a lot of sign from, from rubs to tracks to scat, uh, you, you, but you do though you really do like since we've been hunting together the last few years you know you're always tapping me on the shoulder and like oh there's a rub right there and I'm like oh yeah there it is <laughs> but uh so you know like there's always something that we need to pay more attention to and 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 definitely that I mean you know if you're hunting if you're in the wrong area because elk don't vegetate there at all then you're not gonna see anything so you know, you got to, you got to kind of learn that stuff. And I'm speaking out of term because I really, I never really uh, thought about it in that depth to, uh, to know what they eat exactly. I mean, besides grass, 
grass, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you, you think about it, you know, uh, I don't know if, if you paid attention. I I paid somewhat attention, but, uh, you know, a guy at work was talking about how you went for a, a razor ride this last or a couple of weekends back and how warm it's been here in Utah. We really have, it's been kind of a dry, um, dry spring for us. We haven't had that much rain. But one of the interesting things that, you know, he noted was that the elevation of the spring flowers and where they typically have bloomed this time of year, they're a lot higher in elevation right now. Mm. And so, you know, it's one of those things that kind of got me to thinking, you know, trying to pay attention as to what's in season that, you know, the elk will be eaten and then where that would fall in elevation. And that mm-hmm. kind of help. I think might help. I'll, might help where to even start to look for them. Yeah. Yeah. I I see what you're saying. That, that is something that we probably need to try to study and get it, get an upper hand on. And there's so much levels to the elk hunting game. Well, it's, it's like, it kind of goes a couple fold. You're like, you know, here we are talking, you know, like, Oh, I don't know. Where, where's, where are things in, I guess in season, where, are the, where are they ripe at, you know, that the elk are going to be. And, you know, I feel like you can get so lost in that stuff so easy, you know, like, no, you know, like it, it, it has to be there. You have to go there, you know, but I think you kind of got to keep things in your back of your mind, in your back pocket. You'd be like, no, you know, elk are going to be where they're going to be. And if you're not, if you're thinking they're going to be at a certain elevation, cause that's what's in season and they're not. Okay. Now let's re reevaluate, you know, don't just get so caught up on the, analytics of it that you're not you're standing you're standing in the middle of the woods like they're supposed to be right here right. <laughs> i'm staying right here the whole 10 days <laughs> all the research i've done they're supposed to be right here right <laughs> <laughs> yeah well <laughs> you know it kind of kind of brings up a thought that i had is uh you know, I've heard I've heard stuff like that. You know, like oh, all the big big bucks or big, well, we'll just say bucks. All the big bucks are, you know, in the high mountains or whatnot. And I'm, you know, I've I heard that like growing up or whatnot. And I'm like, really? Because like the biggest buck I ever saw in my life was in uh, Rosemary's yard down the road on Main <laughs> Street. You know what I mean? Like it's so there's always like these outliers, you know, and then it it may, I don't know. It makes you wonder if people really know what they're even talking about sometimes, but. Yeah, no, I read an article and I think it was filled in stream. It's probably been seven, eight years ago. And it was talking about hunting the middle. I think it was like, it was like the middle places because, you know, everyone, you can only, you you can, you can only hunt so, so close into town. And everyone else is like, oh, you got to go way out there. You got to drive way out there. And so the deer learned, you know, like, you know, if there are people are being way, or going hunting way out there, but yet no one's hunting kind of this middle ground mm-hmm. where, you know, there's this buffer where there's not the pressure isn't so much. And people, you know, like kind of look overlook that. So I think you're kind of spot on with what you're saying. It makes sense to me, you know, like yeah, the, whatever quarry you're hunting it's going to be wherever you know like kind of the less pressure is they're going to find spots you know how often do you see a deer on private property all the time (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) 
It's down there looking at you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, looking at you like, yes, Hucker, I'm over here and you can't do nothing. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that story of my life. But I don't, you know, that's that's the funny thing too. It's like you put all this thought into where the elk may be and what they're doing and how they're acting or or even, even bucks, deer, whatever, and then you run one over on the freeway, you know? <laughs> like, right. you're like – you're like, well, st- st- statistics say that you're not even supposed to be on the freeway, so why did I even hit you? <laughs> right. How come How come you, you get skittish and run away whenever I shoot my first shot at 300 yards and the bullet goes 30, you know, 3,000 feet per second, but you, uh, you run right in front of me at 55 miles an hour? It just doesn't make sense. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't see any grass on the asphalt. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> there was, there was no water hole. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're not feeding on the asphalt. What are they doing? <laughs> it, I, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, obviously we're, we're kind of just tongue in cheeking and having fun here, but, but it does, it gets, it gets frustrating. Cause, but you have a point though, like during hunt season, everybody's out in the woods and, and uh, doing their thing out there. And then, so where, where do they go? They go, Oh, we're getting all this pressure up in the Hills. Let's move closer to town. And then they get less and less pressure as they move closer to town. Then they start hopping the, hopping the high fences, which is kind of ironic, but, (laughs) but they are, you know, they jump out in the middle of the road and, and uh, get ran over. Yeah. So, I mean, it kind of, yeah, kind of, Kind of talking it through kind of makes it make more sense of why they'd be out there, I guess. And then I think that's one of those things you kind of got to keep in like, you know, your back pocket as you're out there hunting, going, well, the elk should be here. You know, this is their habitat, but maybe there was pressure there before you got there, or maybe they haven't got there yet. They're in between, you know, their movement, and that's just, yeah. But keeping some of that in your back pocket and thinking, oh, they're not supposed to be here, but they are. So, you know, they, yeah. they all are where they're going to be. <laughs> and yeah, they're not yeah. where they're not. Yeah. No, I, I agree a hundred percent. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, they, they, you know, they're, they're going to do what they want to do and you just got to try to get lucky and get out in front of them. And that, that's another thing too, you know, a couple of years ago when I was hunting in the area that we always go hunting at, uh, I was talking to some other, other, uh, guys and, and, uh, you know, we were, we were, you might've left already, but, uh, but I was hunting everywhere, you know, walking in the woods, doing all this stuff. And then, uh, ran into another hunter and this guy's like, yeah, uh, there was a couple guys driving down the truck and they said two big bulls just ran right in front of them on the truck in the truck. And I'm like, he you gotta be kidding me, man. I've been walking all these miles and they're just hanging out by the road, you know? Yeah. I mean, you just never know. You just never know. Well, I had that, uh, three years ago. Now I was driving back to camp kind of middle of the day. And, uh, this little raghorn ran right across in front of the truck. Like, wow. You know, I've, it's like, well, I've been, bust like you you know bust my butt way back over here and i should have been in this area <laughs> yeah but you 
but it was one of those things that I feel like it was kind of in an in-between stage, you know, like he was going back and forth, wasn't necessarily an area he was staying, staying in. So like, I don't know, you know, I guess there's those areas too of them going from feeding, I guess, to bedding and kind of trying to understand where that is as yeah. another game too. Yeah. You know, uh, that happened to me with a buck one time. I, uh, me and my uncle were hunting together and we were out hunting all morning and whatnot. We went back to base camp and, and my, uh, my grandma and my aunt were back at base camp. They kind of like would go up with us and just hang out at base camp while me and my uncle went out hunting. Right. Uh-huh. And, uh, and so we went, we hiked back to base camp and, uh, we got done eating lunch. That was, that was like some of my best hunting ever. Cause I had a hot meal prepared for me and ready for me by the time I got there. Best time ever. But, uh, this one year we, uh, we, we do that or whatnot. We get done eating lunch and, uh, we start walking. We're like, all right, let's go try this trail, blah, blah, blah. And we start walking out toward that trail and then right on the road, right on the gravel road, this decent buck like jumped out in the middle of the road. And, uh, that one, that one was my fault. Like that, that one I really regret because I hesitated. I was like, Oh buck, you know? And, and I got all excited, but, uh, we were right on the road and, you know, technically it's illegal to shoot on the road. So I hesitated and I hesitated just long enough for that thing to pretty much run off. And, you know, but I was trying to be legal about it. And, and I mean, hindsight, Maybe I'm better off being legal about it or whatnot, but but it's still kind of a heartbreaker because it was a decent buck that just jumped out. But it was funny because I mean it was it was technically it was so close to us. Like I mean we we were at our hunt camp. We 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 got done with lunch, literally walked like a hundred hundred yards, if that, and just maybe another fifty sixty yards in front of us on the on the road, this big old buck jumps out. It's like wow it's just amazing how close it was like i don't know right well so i've never like i've that reminds me of a story that i read about again uh of this gentleman that um you know he got got up in years to where he couldn't go you know hike miles every day to hunt and he was a deer hunter but so he would he would stay back at camp and kind of be like the the camp chef, you know, keep the fire going and, you know, have dinner ready for when the guys got back. And he, you know, he enjoyed being out hunting, so he, he didn't mind doing it. But when they would leave, he would go set, you know, if there's a meadow close to camp, he'd go set in that meadow or, you know, a deer trail. And the article kind of said that, you know, like he didn't necessarily kill, but I think he did that for like maybe 10 years, you know, or, you know, a good handful of years. And they were saying he didn't always kill a big buck, but every once in a while he'd get a decent buck, but you know, he'd, he'd still be hunting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, just, it's just funny, huh? How that kind of br- brings up another thought of uh, when I was, a, whenever I was a young kid and uh, uh, first couple of years of hunting, uh, this older gentleman I was, I was with, he, uh, we were walking out and he said, he said, Hey, every so often look behind you because sometimes those deer will actually circle you and you know, nothing will be in front of you, but you look behind you and there's a bunch of deer running, running behind you. And I was like, Oh, okay. You know, cool. So I, you know, every so often I'd look behind me or whatnot. And, 
sure enough, I did that, you know, handful of times and whatnot. And sure enough, one of the times there was a ton of deer that ran behind me and, uh, <laughs> I got, I remember I took a, I took a couple shots, but I, I didn't hit anything. <laughs> it was, <laughs> it wasn't good, but, uh, yeah, I, I was looking like Joe exotic out there, <laughs> but I, I didn't get nothing, but, but it, but, but his technique though, it was true. So I've kind of carried that with me all these years. So when I'm walking, you know, maybe every 50 feet or something, I'll just kind of look behind me and see if yeah. anything, if anything tried to circle me and go around me. I think that's, you know, like I got, I, that's something else I got to put in my bag of trip tricks. I've heard of that. Um, you know, I've actually read a couple articles where guys have like tracked deer, like found a, a specific track. They're like, Oh, that's a great buck, you know? And so they start tracking it and they got, they found where it like would, like where it would stay in one spot and leave a bunch of tracks and then it, it got to it you know it'd circle back around and he'd start going back down his trail back over top of their tracks yeah yeah isn't that crazy yeah like you don't it's like crazy yeah like you're like that's not gonna happen but it's kind of interesting you know like i wonder you know it seems like it's a deer's uh in its dna i guess is is the word because it's you know that your experience happened in idaho yeah you know like this happened down here in utah yeah particular article that i read so you know it's it's just interesting that the inherit uh habitual habits that that they have yeah and uh i i don't know if i can explain it well enough for the podcast but uh, when you were telling that story it made me think uh there's kind of a facebook uh post about it where this guy's like has his binoculars looking off the side of the road and then there's this doe that uh like is right beside him and they're like both looking <laughs> the same direction <laughs> but kind of like made me think of that like like you said they're trying to track the deer and the deer's like right behind you like <laughs> creeping along right behind you and you but you're too focused on where, where the deer tracks are <laughs> to see the the deer right behind you I thought as we're coming across these little nuggets, I thought maybe I'd write them down. So like that one was, you know, like to, to not stay focused on what's in front of you. Kind of a, a good, a good thing to kind of keep, keep in mind too. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I need to say something, dude. We got a little dead space. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no worries. No Hopefully worries. the people listening uh took that as a minute to to reflect on what we were talking about. Yeah, yeah, take it take it all in. Probably do the exact opposite of what we're saying. <laughs> oh. Uh some of these podcasts are kind of fun, man. They're just tongue in cheek and you know, just kind of having fun with them and that's that's how I hope that's all it ever is. I hope we're just just having fun. Yeah, yeah, you know? definitely. Well, hopefully, and hopefully those listening are having as much fun as we are. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully <laughs> <laughs> that's the goal. Please comment if you're having fun. <laughs> if you're watching this on YouTube, if you're on podcast, then just yell at us, I guess. Right. <laughs>
get on YouTube, get on YouTube and start yelling at us. True. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know if Eric is kind of thinking of what we've been talking about, you know, talk about meal prep, um, you know, the bison buffalo conservation in that. And we talked, you know, about um, protein prepping, you know, those for getting those ready for their upcoming hunt and scouting kind of maybe what to look for when you're scouting, trying to think ahead of what, what the, uh, what would you call that? The bio system? The, the, Oh, I don't know what the, the technical word is, but you know, paying attention on to what what's in season and where where it might be in season as far as elevation goes during the hunt um talked about the second chance draw doe hunting here in utah uh oh you did you have anything else uh, i actually don't think i do tonight um that was pretty much everything that i wanted to cover uh yeah, I, I think uh, we could probably hit more on on a few things like well, like where where elk are eating and stuff. Maybe do a little research in next podcast or in a few podcasts in the future. We'll we'll try to dial in and do a little research and dial in uh, a conversation about what they like to eat and where they may may be on what seasons or what what times of year rather and. Uh, you know, try to get a little more in depth on a future podcast about stuff like that. Yeah. Sounds good to me, but I don't know that I have uh, nothing, nothing more that I want to cover tonight. Yeah. I think we've been pressing on about an hour or so. So, I mean, I think we, we've covered quite a bit. So. So, yeah, I guess, you know, as we're saying our little goodbyes here, I want to say thank you to everyone that that's listening. Um, we appreciate it. Uh, it's kind of fun seeing, you know, the, again, the tick marks going up. It's uh, we're happy that you're listening to us and hopefully you're, you're happy listening to us. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. That- I say, just keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, what you think. Yeah. Yeah, me and Joe are pretty excited that uh, the podcasts are, you know, we're getting more and more attention all the time. And, and I mean, it's, it's pretty exciting because we really haven't pushed it too much. You know, this really most of our, our traffic is pretty organic. I mean, we've told a few people or whatnot, but uh, it's pretty organic traffic. And, and, you know, so it's really neat that you guys are, are finding us and listening to us. And, and so we really appreciate you guys. And, you know, we, we, we're making plans on doing some, some stuff to try to get uh, the fans a little more engaged and, you know, kind of looking at some ideas for giveaways and stuff like that. So, you know, get engaged with us, you know, maybe tell a friend or two and try to get them on the podcast to give us a listen. And, uh, you know, with, uh, that's pretty much all I have on, but, you know, just thank you guys that, that have listened to us this far you know, thank you. Just thank you guys. I mean, it's, it's so humbling and and it feels so good to have a little bit of support. Uh, you know, people, people supporting us. I mean, we see it in the analytics. We might not know you by name or anything, but we definitely, you know, see it in the analytics and it's, it just, it's exciting to look at. So thank you guys. We we do know you. Sorry to cut you off, but know you a little bit. Cause if, 
they're listening to us and we know you're struggling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's true. And, and yeah, maybe you're not, if you're not struggling, you know, you're a part of the hunting community. So, you know, we're all kind of cut from the same cloth to a sense. So, you know, it's just, maybe it was an overstatement to say that we don't know you, but, <laughs> but no, we appreciate you regardless. So yeah. we don't know what you look like, but we know you're, you're trying to, better yourself like we are and hopefully that's we can give you some little tips and hopefully you can see us use our little tips and becoming better hunters that's going to be i think it's going to be fun seeing seeing this upcoming hunting season you know i'm looking forward to it yeah i'm 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 definitely looking forward to it too just sharing our experiences and and everything everything that we're going to be learning you know from from meal prepping to hunting to you know um to scouting uh that i guess that was one thing that we were going to talk about but maybe we could save it for next time was was i mean i guess we kind of touched into it with what they eat and and that but um i think we're going to talk about our scouting plans but maybe we'll do that on next podcast or something but uh yeah uh yeah just thank you guys i mean just i'm so appreciative for for the support and and i know joe is too so I'll just leave it at that is thank you guys for, for listening to us. Yeah. Thanks. Like subscribe, leave a comment. Love to hear from you. (laughs) Have a good one guys.